On today's bonus episode of Rice, we'll be reviewing Asian cinema classic Better Luck Tomorrow. What up, what up, listeners, and welcome to the Rice Asian Comedy Podcast, where we share the Asian perspective on entertainment, culture, and trending topics. I'm your host, Vong Show, official spokesperson for gay, super cute Asians. And today on our panel, we have Jennifer Shung. Hello, everybody. And Leonard Chan. <laughs> okay, Leonard is uh, cannot speak because he is laughing too hard. Um, so this is our first attempt at a bonus episode because we wanted to separate the um, Asian movie review and give it to you a little bit closer to the weekend so that you would um, know what you should be watching on the weekend. So this week, our movie is Better Luck Tomorrow. It is directed by Justin Lin. It's starring um, Perry Shen, Jason Tobin, Sung Kang, Roger Fan, John Cho, and Karen Ann Chung. Um, it was by it was picked up by MTV Films and distributed by Paramount Pictures. And uh, yeah, let's uh, first head off to Leonard. What did you think of this movie, and what resonated the most with you? Uh, it was great. Sorry, my kittens are galloping through my living room. <laughs> um, no, I, I thought it was a great movie. Uh, it's, uh, you know, from a writing, like, for, a, I like that it opened, like, just on two Asian faces. Mm-hmm. That was great. Yeah. You know, like, really just, like, the lighting, everything is, like, Asian faces. You know what this movie is going to be, right? And they're just talking, like, normal. And that was, and the whole structure of the movie was fantastic. You know, like, great opening. Like, it opens, like, with a dead body. Right. And so then like and then the midpoint, like there was a great midpoint twist where he's like, I'm giving up this life of crime. And then, you know, but you know, it ends with a dead body. Right. So you're like, where is this going to go? So like the plot structure is actually a lot like um, like a lot of like category three Hong Kong films, uh, which is kind of like our, our rating over there. So it had like it shared a lot of DNA with like that cinema, like and it was dark and amoral, you know, like it wasn't like um it kind of like subverted the whole model minority thing about Asians. Like everybody's like, yeah, these were just like some Asian dudes from Soak, you know, from uh, yeah. I don't know, Orange County, right? And they're SoCal. And it was just like, it was like the OC, but with Asians, basically. <laughs> and a lot more crime and murder. Um, <laughs> but the thing is that what I love, like this movie, like I remember when it came out because like there was a big perfuffle. Oh my God, what a white freaking term. Uh, there's, <laughs> holy fuck. Who are you? <laughs> that was so fucking white. <laughs> there was a good bubble. Some shenanigans occurred. Uh, <laughs> no, he's smoking. Jesus. Uh, no, at Sundance. At Sundance, the film festival. And uh, so it was screened there. And then some dude got up. And he was just like, you know, with all the talent you have, have up there, like, why would you make a movie that is so, you know, empty? And amoral about Asian Americans. Like, why would you do that to your people, right? And then, oh, first, Jason Tobin, uh, like, because, like, the room was like, what the fuck, right? And Jason Tobin, he just, like, pretended to pull out a gun and pointed at it. He was like, I'm going to kill you, motherfucker, which is fantastic, right? He's just in character. Yeah. When that cut the tension a bit. But what was the big viral moment from that? And you can actually look this up on YouTube because it actually was all captured. Roger Ebert famous movie critic gets up and he was just like, that is so condescending and that is so offensive. 
Yeah. You know, because nobody would say to a bunch of white filmmakers, why would you make a movie that made your people look bad? Yes. You know, they, they, they wanted, they, they can Asian Americans be whatever the fuck they want. Basically, he didn't say the fuck, but like that was, you know, and I thought that was um, amazing. That interesting. Yeah, but it was like, and that's the thing. I was kind of like, you know, that movie was like, you can make whatever you want. And that was what Justin didn't want to do. Like, and he really had to stick with his vision, right? Because he was like, nobody wanted to fund the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, people were just like, oh, we'll fund the movie, but you have to, and this is serious, you have to get Macaulay Culkin to play the lead. Oh, oh my God. Goodness. Yeah. So they're going to make Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> I waited till Jennifer had a, had a <laughs> drink the wine. I don't think I spit it out her webcam. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> Mikari Carker. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like it would have been a drastically different movie. Paul Tolkien was the lead. It would have been home alone. Um, but you know who actually gave him the money? Do you know who gave him the money? Spike M- Lee. MC Hammer. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> close. Spike Lee, MC Hammer, very close. Hammer uh, time. It's hammer time. <laughs> Terror time. He was like, you can't touch this. He said to the other, he said to like Chris, you can't touch this script. <laughs> That's awesome. That's but yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Like, this is like the first, like, because when he screened it, all these agents were like, you're so stupid to make a movie without a white lead. Like, nobody's going to pick this up. And then Sundance was like, we're like, we're taking you. And then the same agents were just like, Oh, you're a gene. Suddenly they're kissing his ass, right? Because, like, that's how it goes in this, you know, as a minority, trying to do minority shit, like, trying to, like, pioneer minority shit. Like, you're going to get all this blowback from the people who are like, yeah, we just want more white shit, right? Because they only know the stuff that used to sell. They can't, they don't have the imagination to, like, figure out what can sell. But you know what's sad, Leonard, is that, yes, the movie did get made the way Justin Lin wanted it to get made. But the proof is in the pudding is that this film got made and it was so good. And I remember seeing it and it impacted me in such a strong way because the only film before that that gained any kind of mainstream traction was The Joy Luck Club. And this was a film about Asian Americans where I could finally like identify myself with the character. Yeah, because you're a degenerate when you're a child. Please. <laughs> like you're straight up. You're straight up these days. You're like talking. So the people who listened to the podcast on Monday, Jennifer was like, oh yeah, I got straight A's. So that could fuck. <laughs> and you drop. But straight up, that's what it was, right? And that's what this that's what this movie's about. Was. But here's the thing. After Better Luck Tomorrow, was there another film like that, except for fucking Crazy Rich Asians, which wasn't even degenerate, like how many years later? There was nothing. It was dead radio silence after. Yep. The only person from that movie, John Cho, made it out famous when there were so many talented young Asian actors uh, that just had no careers after that. And that is the tragedy of that movie. Yeah, Not the yeah. tragedy in the movie itself, but the tragedy of that movie. Like, I bet you it impacted so many Asians and then there was just nothing after. And that's fucking sad. Yeah. I will yeah. say there, there was one other breakout person from there, um, Sung Kang, who is still playing the oh, yeah. same Han character. Um, so... Why is Han his only name? It's like the Mei Lin of fucking Asian names. Like, Han and Mei Lin. What is going on? Oh, no. Okay, so Jennifer, so Justin Lin also directed Fast and Furious. Um, Tokyo he plays... Dr- 
Yeah, so this is this is actually the same Han. So it's not a different character named Han. This is actually the same Han, and he's confirmed it. So this serious? is serious. Yeah, I didn't is, know that. Yeah, that's where that's where his life led him from. Yes. This. So, yeah. Why wasn't that explained in Fast and the Furious? It was. It because was because ex- nobody thought Better Luck Tomorrow. <laughs> Just like you said. So like what? Reference some obscure movie in this massive franchise that nobody's seen. Oh, also, I was a high school student in o- in the OC, and I hung around with these other Asians, and we buried John Cho in a garden. No, you know, one thing, one thing I was able this movie because the only thing I knew about it was Justin Lin, and I knew the character. Han Solo, which, by the way, is his fake name that he Han uses Solo. in yeah in um in Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. and they were saying they're making fun of white people because obviously it's like <laughs> you know his his fake name was like Han Solo, and people couldn't really figure it out that it was fake. But the thing is, because that's all he knew, I was expecting like action ass movie. I'm like, yeah, here's Han's origin. How many cars are you gonna get here? Justin Lin. Give me- <laughs> no, that is not what I got. This movie was depressing. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> these Asians are so evil. They're so evil. Um, Why would they make a movie so empty and immoral about Asian Americans? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? I, I I did like it. I was just a little bit traumatized because I was expecting. You know, Fast and Furious, the prequel, and that is not what I got. Um, but you know, good, good for Justin Lin that he was able to like parlay his success here to start doing billion dollar movies and shit. Um, the the one thing that really resonated with me in this movie was like um, how the lead character used the fact that he had good grades as a cover because okay, I'm just gonna throw it out there. In elementary school, I was a bit of a bully, um, you know, a particular to like this one white kid. We only had one white kid in our school and we like beat him up every day. But even worse for him, because he was like a dumb white kid and I was like had the best grades in the school, we would beat him up and then he would get suspended because they would never believe him that I attacked him because they're like, Vong, no, you're the dumb kid. He's like our top students. So this poor kid kept getting beat up and suspended. So anyway, the whole using grades as a cover, I totally use that shit. They let you get away with anything. Maybe not murder. Obviously this guy's in jail now, but, um, <laughs> you know, oh, oh, not in the movie, but I, oh, I do want to say this is based on the real life murder of Stuart Tay from the OC. Yeah. Yeah, and it was for, like, honor roll students, one of which was already accepted into Ivy League schools, and they decided to take a detour and just kill a bitch. So, yeah. and now we they're all in jail. obviously caught those fuckers, right? Because they made the news. <laughs> yeah, made the news. They're in jail. And now there's a movie about them. Yeah. Which well, is very unrealistic. I think uh, one of the... Uh, uh, who, who's the... Frick, there's an Asian comedian, uh, female in Toronto. She's very funny. Me. Uh, <laughs> Not, well, I mean, yeah, of course, but also Jen, oh, Jen Sicado. It's really embarrassing. What's that? Jen Sicado. No, she like went to Queen. She was a student. She has like a lot of like really. Zhao Yang. Yes, Zhao Wang. Zhao Wang. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, the engineering yeah, you got it wrong. You reminded yeah. me enough. She has this great joke where she talks about. Um, she was watching like some documentary on Netflix about the Menendez brothers who like murdered their parents and stuff like that. And she was like, "There's all these documentaries about white people who murder their parents, and it's because like white people are stupid and they get caught. Like, if I wasn't like I'm an Asian, and if I murdered my parents, I'm not getting a Netflix documentary. I'm getting a three bedroom condo in Richmond Hill. 
<laughs> That's a great joke. Great joke. Anyways, just calling out some, uh, just want to give some props to our fellow. Yeah, love yeah. that. I love. No, she's hilarious. And she's, uh, you know, along with me, Leonard, and a whole bunch of other people, um, are engineers turned <laughs> comedians for some unknown reason. I was actually yesterday on my, um, on my other pa- podcast, Gage, and I was interviewing, um, Amish Patel, who mm, also an engineer turned comedian. Also an engineer. I don't know what's going on. Paul Ogata, he's Japanese-American, also an engineer. I interviewed him uh, when he was in Beijing. Anyways, he won, like, the San Francisco Comedy Festival a few years back. But there's, like, yeah, an engineering trend. Yeah. Now you guys are making jokes. Sorry. <laughs> um, and I'll just sort of open this up on any other elements that our panel wants to uh, dive into about Better Luck Tomorrow. Yeah, I do. I love the movie. I be, Just because it was, like, just a throwback to, like, high school and all the like that movie itself was a lesson in education like you could ingest so much information like the lifespan of an amoeba they had all these uh definitions for these hard words like temerity and inextricable like it was just very it was very learned for a movie exotic oh yeah Uh there's yeah quixotic oh thank you for teaching me how i was like john quixote how do you spell this word but i just thought the movie had so many elements of like a shakespearean tragedy right like in the i don't want to give it away but i will like in the end it was very (laughs) i almost forgot what happened maybe because i was too young when i first saw it but there was like a brotherhood like a coming together of like these four asian characters and i think I think the three of the other characters are more level-headed. And then we have this one character who's kind of off the wall, like the crazy sidekick, and that's Virgil. But who the hell names an Asian kid Virgil? Like, that is a very, like, Southern name. (laughs) Like, what the hell? Anyways, he goes crazy. But I just want to say that the acting in the movie is so good. Like, when Virgil is in the car and when Mm. he pulls a gun on the white frat boy and, like, gets a rush from beating him, he's like, oh, that's better than sex, even though he's, like, a virgin. But you see this arc when he's sitting in the cab and he's getting high off of this feeling of power that he felt denied his whole life. And it's that first scene in the movie that you realize that these Asian kids that that are being portrayed as, like, the cool, smart, you know, like we have it together. We know what we're doing. Academics is cool. We're part of the decathlon club. Is it the decathlon or whatever? Their smart club or whatever. <laughs> and then when they go to this party, this like, <laughs> sorry, whatever. It's not a decathlon. It's the smart club. <laughs> the decathlon. Whatever. They go and do spelling bees and trivia's. <laughs> the point guys they go to this party and that's the first time you see in the movie it's about 30 minutes in and you realize that they're not only the uncool kids they're regarded as oh the nerdy math kids the asians the chinky irrelevant nerds who have carved their own niche in high school and then the freaking Derek guy who's very tall and handsome pulls a gun and that's when virgil goes crazy and he starts kicking the shit out of him with ben even though Ben's reluctant. And it's, I just want to talk about that scene in the car because like he should have won like an Academy Award or an award, like something for that performance when he goes from this intensity of that was so fucking cool. We just like kick the shit out of this guy to, oh my God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to juvie. Like the excitement turned to fear 
was just wow. Yeah. Jason Tobin says that's the point in the script that really got him because he was like, like I didn't like I wanted he wants to be De Niro. He was like, I didn't get into this. I'm an actor. Like I want and I and like the Justin Lin said like when they were like looking at reels of Asian mm-hmm. actors for this thing, because like they had so few opportunities like to do anything in Hollywood with one of the reels, I forget which actor, but basically it was just a series of clips of him delivering pizzas in like TVs or movies. Because those are the only roles he oh, could get. Lord. Just pizza delivery boy. And that was like that was his reel. And um yeah, no, that was an amazing scene. Amazing. Uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, the thing that uh, I did like how they turned Ben into Asian Rudy. <laughs> what? <laughs> totally. He was just like, wait, what, Ben? I was like, he's fucking Asian Rudy. Oh, really yeah, the basketball. Like, he's like doing his free throws. Like, his form is horrible. Terrible. His free throw form is like, huh. it's like just shot putting it up there. Huh. I was like, what are you doing? Are you like, <laughs> it was really upsetting. No, but how about that prostitute scene? Like, couldn't they have got a hotter white chick to be the prostitute in Vegas? I they were on a budget, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I think but it's also, realistic with their budget. She's, she had no titties. She's so disappointed. <laughs> she was, you know, she's from the 70s. It was great. It's fine. It's fine. If you're going to lose your virginity to somebody, I don't know. You could do worse. 90s Leonard. Like, this is Jenny McCarthy era. That well, this movie came out in 2002. Let's be honest. Okay. But And by the way, you can always, and, and I feel like 2002 is still late enough that when I was like, because I had to look back, because like when they just casually threw out the word fag, and the word retarded. And I was just like, what yeah. make this movie? Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And they also yeah. casually um, called each other the N-word as well. So Yeah. Did. I don't, was... you know, you know what's so weird? I didn't even clock that. <laughs> like, oh. I hang out with, with people who just say it all the time. So <laughs> I'm just, they're black, by the way, just FYI. Uh, I'm not with racists. <laughs> I, just, I have to point that out. They were allowed to say it. I don't say it. They say it. I hear it all the time. So I didn't hear it in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's funny. This is totally on an aside. But one of the weirdest questions I got from a new comedian, because for listeners, I, I sort of do this thing with new comedians called Fresh New um, fresh new Comedy, and um, they do Q&A. And there's this comedian, this black comedian, who asked if he should be using the N-word on stage. And one thing I said, I was like, listen, okay, I'm not black, but I grew up in the ghetto, which I do mention a lot. And I was like, listen, I'll put it this way. If you have to ask the question, you probably shouldn't be using it because anybody who would use it is so a part of them that they that wouldn't. Twice about yeah. Like, why are you self-conscious about it? If you are, Based... you're. Yeah. yeah. What The very first show I ever did in my life. There was this comedian there named Dino Archie. He's a fantastic comedian. He's based out of Vancouver, but he's from the States. And there was a comedian, there's another comedian on stage, and he used the N-word. And Dino was just like, all right, hold on, stop, stop, stop. Dino's a black guy. He's like, stop. And he was just, and then he just basically just preached. He was like, listen, you know, he's like, you do what you want. Like, I'm not saying don't, but if you're going to use that word, make sure, like, you do it in a joke where you're like, oh, I can, I can tell this joke in Compton. I can yeah. tell this joke, you know, in Brooklyn. I can tell this joke, mm-hmm. you know, like just somewhere where if if I, <laughs> I if I can if I can tell this joke in Compton and not get killed, yeah. then it's fine. 
Yeah. And that's that's really what it comes down to. So really, it's like where, you know, when, when it comes to using these dangerous, dangerous words, like the N-word, you know, the C-word, and I and either one, I guess, <laughs> you know, it just comes down to like, you know, how are you using it? And it's a tightrope, right? Yeah. And, the, and you just have to be that much better at comedy and understand how you use it in those words. Like the way I, I describe it is like... Um, you know fugu, like the uh, the, the Japanese pufferfish, mm. right? So like, there's like, that's what you're doing. You're basically preparing Japanese pufferfish for your audience, and you have to be really fucking good yeah. at doing it because if you fuck up, people will die, right? And you can't be like, ah oh, man, like freaking, you know, like if your customers die, you can't be like, ah oh, man, people are just so sensitive to poison, you know? Like you can't. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, gotta be careful, man. Like when you're using those words. You know, the interesting thing with the movie and the use of these different words is it's kind of hard for me to like to think about it because we're looking back at it in 2020. It's a different time, and part of me is kind of like, you know what? In a high school, Asian kids would be using those words. So it's like, oh no, it was accurate. You are it was 100 percent accurate. It's just like, like I mean, if you look back to like Eddie Murphy's Raw, <laughs> the number yeah. one track on his album is called Faggot. So you're just like. It is a different time for sure. Um, I think another thing in the movie that really resonated with me was this idea of image. Like, and I think that really like, so I think when Leonard, you mentioned how the critic was like, how could you make this empty Asian movie? No, it's only empty to you, white guy, because you don't understand Asian culture. Exactly. Exactly. He was like, these are real people. You just assume just, what people are supposed to be. And you're like, how could you make Asians look bad because they're supposed to be model minorities and fuck you. Exactly. There I'll make an Asian boogie nights if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> but there were so many elements that spoke to generational, like Asian culture, like this whole idea of face and how image is everything. And as long as you present that, as long as you get that title, you're okay. Cause that's all you, it's showing it's face. And that is Asian culture. Look yeah. the part, play the part. Get the title, get the role, get into the school, and then no questions asked. Yeah, it's, it's all that's theater, man. It's kabuki theater. You know, there's all sorts of shit. Let's look at any agent who you think is doing well. There's all sorts of shit going on underneath that you have no fucking idea. Not me. I'm totally sure. clean. But like other Asians. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. I just think it's such an underrated movie, and I'm just so disappointed that nothing more came out of it. I almost feel like I'm disappointed that we have to pay for it on iTunes. It should be on Netflix right now. Like yeah. it, it's just a movie that was made before the time was ready for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, it launched Justin Lin to like <laughs> massive success. Like he's the original insanity. Like, and you know, when I was in China, I interviewed the creator of the fast and the furious Rob Cohen. And it was yeah. just like, yeah, Justin Lin, you directed, like you helped make these movies, but like, where was the Asian in it? You know what I mean? Except Tokyo. Oh, awesome. That's like such a offside. That's just like, oh, we're in Tokyo for this race. Like it is like with Wonder Woman. And he's all the, in the, all the sequels. Oh, by the way, this is a fun fact. So the, in Tokyo Drift, um, so they were in Tokyo and they were filming, but they did not have permission to film. Like none, the like city did not give them any permits. I, have I told the story already? I feel you like I have. Split to the podcast because I think. Yeah. So basically like what happened is like uh, just just like the director, just he didn't know 
but the, the the studio basically hired somebody to take the fall. So when they, the the authorities were like, "Why you can't film here? What are you doing?" Some dude was like, "It's me. I'm the director. It's my fault." And they threw his ass in jail. He was paid to spend a night in jail. Uh, <laughs> wow, and it saved that's commitment. People. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Jennifer. Like, it, it is too bad. Hopefully, with what's happening with Crazy Rich Asians, it's more than just that one movie. At the least, we know that that movie has sequels, unlike, you know, unlike Joy Luck Club and unlike Better Luck no, Tomorrow. But, so at no, least I, we know that'll go on and maybe that'll start a bigger wave. Hopefully, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But that's, our, that's on us, too. Like, we have to create art that they have to make yeah like, yeah. like, like that's why you know because a lot of us here do more than just comedy like jennifer you act leonard you write me i'm i'm starting this whole basically like a production company to um to produce short films written by asians about asians so it's just sort of like you know you know let's let make sure it doesn't happen what happened before and let's take whatever power we have to push forward um, the movement because there is just so much talent and I think there's an appetite for it. So, For sure. And to all our viewers listening, I encourage you to go watch Better Luck Tomorrow if you haven't already. It's just, I think it's such, I don't know, like I know like the ending was kind of a flop for me, how he drives off with like the guy that, you know, the girlfriend of the guy that he just killed. And it was just like, hey, go watch this movie. By the way, here's the ending that I didn't like. <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> no, I just think it's such an important movie. Great movie, though. <laughs> yeah. And any fans of Fast and Furious who are anticipating the return of Han in the new Fast and Furious movie, even though y'all thought he was dead and then now he's resurrected in the trailers, go back, watch his origin story, see who he was before he uh, started stealing cars for a living. Um, and got to hook up with Wonder Woman. Yes, that too. <laughs> okay, um, thank you, Ando. We will be back next week. Our movie of the week next week is Hero, and our topic will be nationalism, which there is an abundance of in uh, in uh, <laughs> many countries right now, including in Asia. Okay, thank you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.